feel like I should say up front that this episode's going to be a little different than what we usually do. So if this is the very first time you've ever heard this show, you might want to move to another episode and try that first. This episode is meant to be a preview or a companion piece to my new record, Mount Renraw. I'm going to tell some stories about some of the songs on that record, and then I'm going to play some of the songs for you. This show will be published on the exact same day that the record will be released. So when you hear this, it'll be available everywhere in the world. I guess I should start out by saying that I recently celebrated my 50th birthday. When it was coming up, my buddies kept telling me, you should do something special, something to commemorate it. And I quickly realized their idea of me doing something special meant I should throw a party and they can get drunk and I can sit up all night listening to them talk to me while they're drunk. And that didn't sound very fun or very special to me. But I did want to commemorate it. And I wasn't really sure how, but I thought about it. I thought I've been lucky enough to, to lead a creative life. So I thought about it and I called up my buddy Tom Yutz and Tom brought a whole lot of gear, recording equipment over to my living room and we recorded an album on my 50th birthday in my living room. It seemed like a pretty fitting way to, to mark 50 years of leading a creative life. And we had a blast. It was really, really fun and it was really easy. This album features me on guitar and vocal, Tom Yutz on guitar, and Justin Moses playing some beautiful fiddle. I've called my home Mount Renraw for the nine years that we've lived here. There's a man who used to own this land named Percy Warner. He's somewhat famous for being the man who brought electricity to the rural south. But he owned a big estate with a mansion on it. And the neighborhood that I live in sits on top of where that estate once was. But he called his mansion Renraw, which was his last name Warner spelled backwards. So when we moved in, I found all of that out, and I thought, well, we live on this hill. I'll call this Mount Renraw. That's what I'll call my home. Since I recorded the album at home, I figured it would be appropriate and fitting if I called the album Mount Renraw. We'll start this off with the first song off of Mount Renraw. This is Ed's Blues. There's songs that the couch and the rabbit sing. There's songs you remember from your childhood days. There's songs that travel across the wind Till your knees grow weary and your head goes dim I learned that song when I was just a kid And I carried it with me but I kept it here Like the smell of switchgrass after the rain too young to know better and too old to change Whoa, survival Whoa, survival Is like a wheel That never turns Whoa, survival Whoa, survival Waiting on the world There's a joy that some men will never know Like setting fire to a billboard and watching the glow As the wind blows through you and feeds the flames Too young to know better and too old to change 
Whoa, survival Whoa, survival It's like a wheel It never turns Whoa, survival Whoa, survival Waiting on the words Abby laid in his cabin in pain for days He bled out on his couch and he passed away His friends threw his body in a pickup truck Drove him out into the desert neath the mesas and ruts And he dug a hole beneath the Arizona stars And it covered him up in dirt rocks and scars Set fire to the couch and set it on his grave Too young to know better and too old to change Whoa, survival Whoa, survival It's like a wheel That never turns Whoa, survival Whoa, survival Waiting on the words There's songs that the cows and the rabbits sing In the late 1950s, in Memphis, Tennessee, there lived a man named Sputnik Monroe. And Sputnik Monroe was a professional wrestler. He was a bad guy. He was a heel. It was his job to make you so mad and make you hate him so much that you would pay your hard-earned money just to come and see the good guy kick his ass. It's a very specific skill, and he was very, very good at it. Sputnik Monroe was so good at making people hate him that they would sell out Ellis Auditorium in Memphis, Tennessee every Monday. There'd be thousands of people in there. And Sputnik Monroe just happened to love hanging out down on Beale Street, which was a strange thing at that time because he was one of the few white men that you would see down there. But his friends were all part of the African-American community. He was friends with the the blues musicians that played there. He would stay out all night partying with them and hanging out, and they were his best friends. And it became commonly known amongst the African-American community of Memphis that Sputnik Monroe was all right. So a white man in 1959 was not supposed to be on Bill Street hanging out in some of these cafes and blues joints, so he would get arrested. They would arrest him under laws that they would call mopery laws, It was pretty much just a catch-all way for a cop to get you when they had nothing on you. So he would be arrested, and when he would come into court, he would be represented by a black lawyer. It's commonly thought that he might have been the first person in the South, the first white man in the South, to ever be represented by a black lawyer. That would just cause all kinds of tension, and people, you know, it would make the white people at Ellis Auditorium, the white wrestling fans, hate him even more. When his black friends came to see him wrestle, they had to sit up in the balcony. It was segregated. It would be the white people down below, and everybody paid the same price, but the white people got the good seats. When Sputnik Monroe would walk out into the ring, the black folks would just cheer him from the balconies, which would make the white people down below hate him even more. 
One day, Sputnik Monroe got this idea and just kind of realized, you know, I'm packing this place and I'm making these promoters a lot of money and I have power. But Sputnik told the promoters, if you don't let my friends sit anywhere they want, let the white folks and the black people sit next to each other, I'm not going to wrestle here anymore and you're going to lose a lot of money. And the promoters thought about it for a little while, I'm sure, but gave in and it became the very first desegregated sporting event in the southern part of the United States. And I've wanted to do a whole episode on this for a couple years now, but I've never been able to get the person that I've been chasing to tell this story. There's a lot of tie-ins where he would hang out with a lot of people from Sun Records. He was a hero in Memphis. Sputnik was. And there's not many people that know about Sputnik Monroe outside of Memphis, outside of wrestling circles. But um, if a pro wrestler can do that, Imagine what the rest of us can do. A pro wrestler, that's just a little bit better than folk singer. But I think Sputnik Monroe is a really interesting person, and more people should know about him. So I wrote this song. This is Sputnik Monroe. Listen to me, people, let me speak to your soul. There's more to Memphis than rock and roll. And there's more to history than what we've been told. This is the story of Sputnik Monroe. Sputnik Monroe was a barrel-chested man He was a brawler and a grappler with an iron chin And he stooped to chicanery if it would help him win and he's the last guy you want to offend Thousands of people paid to see him fight But Ellis Auditorium every Monday night No white folks booed and the black folks cheered He drew money everywhere he appeared Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood On the right side of history Late at night you see him having a drink In the blues halls and juke joints along Beale Street It was a place where a white man would never go But it was home to Sputnik Monroe when his black friends tried to see him fight They had to sit in the balcony though they paid the same price As the whites who sat down along ringside It was the South in 1959 Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood On the right side of history Halls in Memphis, they still talk of the night. The Sputnik Monroe refused to fight until all of the people, be they black or white, could sit together side by side. There's a basic language every promoter speaks, based on beers and hands and asses and seats. The promoters gave in and they drew record crowds. The first desegregated sporting event in the South. Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood On the right side of history You might a buggy whip arms or be a beach face puke You might be a turkey neck afraid to say boo to a goose But rest assured even dirtbags like me Can be on the right side of history Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood Standing on the ground where King stood On the right side of history On the right side of history In Memphis, 
Tennessee. Listen to me, people, let me speak to your soul. There's more to Memphis than rock and roll. And there's more to history than what we've been told. This is the story of Sputnik Monroe. The limestone in southern Indiana is considered some of the best limestone in the world. There's a quarry just outside of Ulytic, Indiana, that the locals call the Empire Hole. What's notable about this particular quarry is all of the limestone that was used to build the Empire State Building in New York was dug up out of this hole in southern Indiana. The limestone that was used to build Yankee Stadium was taken out of this hole. The limestone that was used to build the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. was taken from there. There's buildings all over the world that were built from these quarries in southern Indiana, this limestone. I was in London a few months ago and I visited Bush House, which was the former home of the BBC World Headquarters, and it was built from limestone from this Empire Hall. When you grow up in Indiana, as I did, you're constantly bombarded with older people talking about the brain drain. They talk about how the best and brightest of the kids have a way of always moving away, and Indiana suffers because of it. And I thought about that for most of my life, and I think that this, the Empire Hole is a good metaphor for that. I never wanted to be one of the people that left Indiana. I love it there. It's home in so many ways, but it was just time to go. And in the nine years that I've been gone, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've felt very guilty about it. It's hard for me to open up because I'm a very private person, but it's easier for me to open up in songs and, and tell you how I really feel. But when I see so many talented people that I grew up with that were from central Indiana, just the ones that live in Nashville who are really doing cool things, they're doing great creative things in so many different ways, you know, that doesn't even count the people I know who are scattered across the country doing wonderful things. I sometimes think, what if we were all still in Indiana, in, in Indianapolis? What would Indianapolis be like? You know, or would we have been able to do the cool things that we wanted to do? But all of that fits together in my head some somehow and, and led to me writing this song. It seems like the Empire Hole and the Limestone is the perfect metaphor for the brain drain. And I mean this with all the respect to the people who are from that area and the people who worked very, very hard to get that limestone out of the ground and ship it out. That had to have been very, very hard work and uh, much love and respect to, to you guys. But this song's called Empire Hole. When I was just a child, I'd lie awake and my daddy leave for work long before daybreak He'd be working till the sun went down Cutting limestone in the quarry north of town Empire hole, empire hole Everyone I know is leaving town They build monuments of beauty in the New York skyline Indiana's got a hole in the ground The train stuck all the limestone far away It was filthy toiling work for too little pay And the children dreamed of one day getting out As their fathers cut the limestone from the ground 
Empire whole, Empire whole Everyone I knew is leaving town They built monuments of beauty in the New York skyline Indiana's got a hole in the ground They say a place is not defined by those who stay But by the ideas of the ones who chose to move far away I remember just how my daddy cried When I left to Lytic for a better life There's a graveyard where my daddy now calls home Above an old abandoned quarry called the Empire Hole where the Empire State Building once was found Yeah, my daddy cut that building from the ground Empire whole, Empire whole Everyone I knew is leaving town They built monuments of beauty in the New York skyline Indiana's got a hole in the ground Indiana's got a hole in the ground If you can imagine me as a kid sitting on the edge of my bed trying to figure out how to hold a C chord on my guitar and failing miserably, I never would have dreamed that one day I'd get to do some of the things I get to do and get to talk with some of the people I get to talk with, people who have been heroes of mine for a long, long time. And I'm very appreciative of that. This is very important to me that you guys understand this, so I'm going to do my best to say this clearly. If you're sitting at home and you're listening to my music, you're listening to songs I wrote, that's everything I've ever wanted. I don't care about awards, you know, press, things like that. Just people sitting and listening to the music and getting lost in it like I did when I was a kid, like I still do. If you're doing that, that's everything I've ever wanted, and I appreciate that. And I don't care how you acquired that music. Whether you're listening to it on Spotify, whether a friend burned you a copy for free, no matter how you're listening to it, I don't care. That's all right. Other people can feel how they want about their music. I'll feel how I want about mine. If you're listening to it, that's all I've ever wanted, and I appreciate that. And it would seem to me in very bad taste for me to give you a hard time about how you choose to enjoy my music. But having said all that, I have a brand new record out, and I'd love for you guys to give it a listen. And if you're one of those strange, twisted individuals who think it's appropriate to support a traveling artist in their endeavors, I can help you guys out also. You can buy it at otisgibbs.com, iTunes, Bandcamp, wherever it is that you buy music these days. But if you do choose to buy something... It goes a long way towards helping me continue to do what I do, including this show. We're just a mom and pop. We do everything right out of the house. There's no big machine behind this. We're just like a diner down on the corner where you know the owners. The owners know you. Everybody likes each other. But I appreciate you guys supporting any way that you can. We'll get back to what we usually do on the next episode. 
So with that in mind, I'll leave you with my love letter to the strange and wonderful things that you find on the back roads and byways of old weird America. This is Great American Roadside. There's a statue of a chicken and a muffler memo weekend I've been chasing after most of my life And a two-headed cow in an abandoned town And the world's largest ball of twine When I hear the locals talk about a mystery spot All I want to do is drive Straight through the heart of the states To see what awaits on the great American roadside I saw a whale in Catoosa, Whispering Giant in Paducah, and I slept in a wigwam motel. Walked through the Garden of Eden in Lucas, Kansas, even saw the world's largest hand dug well. If the sign says Lincoln slept here, you know I'll be there. Cause all I wanna do is drive straight through the heart of the states to see what awaits on the great American roadside. If there's a roadside diner between here and Salina I'll be sitting at the counter tonight There's a cook in the back with a cigarette hack Who's been serving up the foot I pie The waitress is hot but the coffee is not She says she dreams of hitching a ride Straight through the heart of the states To see what awaits on the great American roadside I seen a Cadillac ranch and giant elephants And even Santa Ana's leg I stood in Fenster's house and on the Cahokia Mounds Saw a giant peanut statue in plains I've seen a hole in the rock and babe the blue ox Across the continental divide Straight through the heart of the states To see what awaits on the great American roadside I've seen Monument Valley and Gasoline Alley, Big Ben and the Kokomo Stone. Cahenge and Alliance Bug Tower in Defiance, Graceland Two Water Towers and Trucks. The Grotto of the Redemption, Coral Castle, did I mention? Mountains, mazes, and lights. Straight through the heart of the states to see what awaits on the great American roadside. Straight through the heart of the states. Just to see what awaits on the great American roadside.